Hello everybody and welcome to Two Geeks and One New, where we gather friends of similar interests and maybe not so similar and discuss, joke, learn more about, and generally have fun with geek culture. Welcome back everybody, we're back after our Christmas break, and oh, so many things have happened. Oh yes, <laughs> so much that has gone on in the last like two months. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lost my job, got it back. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Had a baby. Uh, you win. <laughs> <laughs> Gotten no sleep over the last th three weeks. Uh, I take it back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we're back and we are ready to get talking on some geeky stuff here. Um, so on our first episode of the year, we're going to start off with our movie villain Mount Rushmore. So basically our our top four like movie villains that would make it on our and this is like each of our personal take on this this isn't like just set in stone or anything like this is just the villains that have stood out to us personally um and if you disagree that's great like, <laughs> yeah. can i just point out the irony in you saying that oh yeah our, our personal movie villain mount rushmore's aren't set in stone <laughs> oh i know i was very intentional with the wording i used <laughs> I knew exactly what I was doing there. <laughs> yeah, this is just personal takes on it. Like, there may be some double-ups on a few of them, or there may not be. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, we, we actually don't know each other's lists, so that's part of the interesting thing about yeah. this. So. Yep. I mean, we, call, we all kind of agreed on one, but then kind of went, well, maybe I'll do something different just to... I just didn't. to throw it out. I was adamant <laughs> oh, that no, no, was going to no. be on my list. <laughs> I, I figured that would be that would be the case. I was personally just kind of like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to throw some different stuff in there and see see what happens because it's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> so who wants to start us off? And do we want to do one by one or do we want to do... I think for this it's best to do it one by one. Probably okay. so. And then we can just like do a quick recap of each four for each of us. Yeah. Yep. All right. Sounds good. So... I'll, I guess I'll start it off yeah. then. Um, so <laughs> I had to go with the classic choice of Darth Vader. Of it's course. Like, like, there's really not any other villain quite as iconic as Vader in a lot of genres. Like, he just really stands out. And there's also the I, the concept that's like, how many villains have we seen that actually won? Mm. And not only won, but sent the hero packing for a while where the hero was like, ooh, I need to go train a lot. I'll yeah. be back in a while. <laughs> um, <and> just <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to make a comment about Frieza later. We'll get into that. <laughs> but like, just the fact that not he won, sent the heroes packing, and he was just this looming threat the entire time. And it was like some people would argue that Palpatine is a better villain, and in a way, I can see it because he also won and he was present throughout the six movies as the villain, not a hero turned villain. But he wasn't present on screen like Vader was, right? He didn't yeah. show up until episode six in the original trilogy, like actually in person. We've seen some like holograms and whatnot, but outside of that. He wasn't that physical presence that was just constantly tracking the heroes down like Vader was. Yeah. And I think the only thing that would argue it for me is just the fact that Palpatine stayed a villain throughout the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and That's I, the I, only thing that would, would I do take get it that, that way. But at the same time, even in the prequel trilogy, he was still in the background. He was on screen right. and we actually got to see him a lot more. But he was still that background figure, and we didn't get to see him really be that villain mm -hmm. until the third movie in that trilogy as well. Yeah, 
Sure. Yep. Whereas absolutely. Vader, like, he was there. He was like kicking butts, taking names and hands, and, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like he he was that just constantly there. Yeah, and not only that, but bringing it back to uh, like Rogue One when he comes in the hallway scene, <laughs> like that hallway uh, scene, like. I love that that was such a popular, awesome scene that they have done that twice mm-hmm. again yes. since then with Luke and then with Maul and Clone Wars. And it's yeah. like, it just works. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is about this like intimidating presence in a tight hallway with a bunch of enemies, but good grief, that works. <laughs> yeah. I think it started off with Daredevil, honestly. <laughs> like the hallway scene in yeah. the Netflix show. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what started that's it, I think. That's a fair point. I think you might be right. <laughs> just it's like, holy crap, that's <laughs> intense. <laughs> well, it's like when you like with Vader, when you also look at the story points, like how many villains have that big iconic surprise of I am your father? Mm-hmm. It's like there's some big villainous moments throughout cinema, but like. That was a genuine surprise. Even Mark Hamill didn't know what was going on. And if you listen, like, you see, like, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, when he was interacting with the actor that was physically Vader on the set, mm-hmm. that actor said an entirely different line. And oh, so what, yeah. it was, like, a complete surprise to literally everyone that wasn't on the know. Mm-hmm. And so it's, or, like, in the know. And it's, like, it was just such a key moment and a big part of our childhoods in oh, Star yeah. Wars. So yep. it's, like... I couldn't not have Vader on the list. <laughs> also, the most uh, one of the most misquoted lines of the yes, because the, uh, <laughs> he doesn't say Luke, I am your father. He says yes. no, no, I am your I father. Am your father. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was my first one. Nice, and... very nice. <laughs> All right. So my my number one is going to be Hannibal Lecter. Um, uh, yep. Which I'm I'm sure comes as no surprise to either of y'all, considering. Y'all, who you let, let me do the uh, <laughs> well, that's it. Let me do the horror episode, but the, just his his precision, the iconic lines, the double entendre of that closing line from uh, Signs of the Lambs of now, if you'll pardon me, Clarice, I'm having an old friend for dinner. Mm. <laughs> Hello, Clarice, yes, <laughs> not to mention Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Oh, just yeah, just Anthony Hopkins in general is fantastic but i i don't think they could ever remake those movies they will but they shouldn't yeah (laughs) Yeah. i'm not sure if they will honestly like they've stood the test of time for a long time already true yeah it's just the matter of you know running out of things to remake so (laughs) (laughs) it'll happen eventually (laughs) After Avatar Way of the Nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Ooh, Ball might make a resurgence as a director. Oh. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about this character. So Hannibal Lecter, for those who aren't, aren't familiar, is the, the first screen, uh, introduction to him as or on screen is the iconic... Hello, Clarice line. And at that point, he's already seemingly washed up. He's already in in a psych ward. Actually, I think at that time it really was an asylum. Um, I'll have to, it's been a while since I watched it. Um, but, I mean, he's already in the psych ward. He's already seems kind of like he's hang, hanging up, hanging up uh, just hanging out to dry at this point. Um, 
But as the story progresses, you start to realize that, no, he's been playing everyone against each other and, in many cases, towards him. Mm -hmm. So even people who are, he has absolutely zero respect for them. He's playing them so that they can actually bend to his will. So he has this very conniving way about him that's, Mm -hmm. I mean, that in of itself is its own ominous nature. So, I mean, just that fact alone put him on, on there, but also just the way that he's continually adapting. Mm. Um, and not just continually adapting, but also he's using others' peril and others' plights to ensure that he's always the one in the background and always the one in control. Mm. Yeah. So, in the first movie, going after Buffalo Bill, he's never met the guy. And yet, he's able to leverage his actions to kind of work things like, oh, no, 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 I, I need to get to Baltimore. I need to get out of here. Y'all need to, y'all need to put me in a, in a private cell. Mm-hmm. And he's able to just convince these massive agencies, bureaucracies, and individuals to, like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I will admit that somewhat, uh, it is somewhat uh, ruined a little bit by um, the prequel movie Hannibal Rising. Only in the fact that now you're now now you kind of have that sympathy for him to begin with, mm-hmm. where it's less about um, his exploits as this criminal mastermind, but more about how he became the criminal mastermind. Right. So it kind of it kind of dumbs it down a little. Not 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 dumbs it down, but right. like kind of waters it down a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, there you go. Yeah. That's that's probably a bit more accurate. It, it, it takes away the the prestige of it all, where it's like, ooh. Oh, you you were made this way. Mm. Yeah. It's um, like almost that like originally it was that fear of the unknown. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah, Hannibal Lecter is, is by far my number one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, for mine, uh I think y'all can guess uh my number one being a Marvel fan. It's gonna be Thanos. Uh I mean it's one of those things where he may not be like one of those villains. It's like, oh, my gosh, like that's absolutely horribly evil. Like, yes, he did some evil things. But for me, it was more about consistency where like throughout the whole phase one of of Marvel, of the MCU, he was the background of it. Mm-hmm. Like he sent Loki. He sent the Chitari. like all these different things led to him saying, okay, fine, I'll do it myself. And then he comes and does it himself and he wins. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, and it's just like with all of the characters that we've talked about so far, it's just the acting choice that portrayed this character just made him. Yeah. Really made it. Like, I don't know that there's, it could have been as good as it was had it been a different acting. Yeah. Josh Brolin. Oh my gosh. He he's done some really good movies, and this I think was one of his best. Mm-hmm. I mean, he played Cable really well, but <laughs> but Thanos I think was his his golden opportunity there. <laughs> um, but yeah, also the fact that like like he wasn't like a typical villain either. Like he was giant, you know purple alien you know whereas a lot of the older movies it was like oh he it's just a bunch of 
robots that they're fighting or, you know, like... Robots? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, nondescript enemies that they go after. Like, even, like, the Chitauri and stuff. It was like, Mm. okay, they're just kind of picking him off. Okay, whatever. Yeah, I guess with that one, too, it was like, Loki was kind of leading it, but also, had they all teamed up to fight him, Loki wouldn't have been able to win in that right. fight. And then it's also like the threat of it being an army, not necessarily one imposing force. Yeah. Right. And then with Thanos, it was an imposing force who also, by the way, has an army. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like even Ultron was one of those ones that was like, it, he had an army, but as soon as they were able to just all go after him, yeah. it was done. And it just took three of the members, not even all of them. Right. Whereas for Thanos, it was, it took all of them to take him down, and they didn't even do that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It so. took that sacrificial play in the end to take yeah. him down. Yeah. Yep. So it, I think that's very icon- iconic and remember, uh, rememberable, memorable for me. <laughs> and that's that's what my list is going to be is more so the memorable things, that's like not so much. Actually, a big part of my list yeah, is actually same. as well. Yeah. Numero dos. For my second one, went in a similar path as you, but I didn't pick Thanos. I picked Killmonger. Okay. There's a reason why I didn't pick Thanos. It's because I kind of, I said this to David a little, a couple weeks ago, where Thanos kind of has the Frieza complex in Mm -hmm. that he is a villain that is is part of some really key, important moments in the story. But as a villain, he doesn't have that same wow factor to me mm-hmm. and it's like he's overall kind of like not a great villain overall and like he sure he had the great plan he had uh, he did all of these things and was orchestrating all these things but like he just didn't have that same like oomph to him it's like again he was just part of the big story moments mm-hmm. whereas for me killmonger was one of the like successful ways of portraying a villain and making me feel some sympathy because it was someone who was genuinely put in this position that was completely out of their control and they were forced to adapt yeah and they were forced to overcome and he and while he also kind of like what i said with vader is like he did win Mm -hmm. it was very brief and not nearly as long lasting as it was for vader but he won yeah he completely took the hero by surprise and it's like the hero who had already been involved in some pretty big moments up to this point Mm mm-hmm and he was just completely unprepared. And he had the Black Panther power. Killmonger didn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I will say they, the, they didn't in their duel. Yeah, I was like he didn't in the yeah, duel. Like, yeah. So it was it was more of an even ground, but it was still that like unknown and just especially when he like showed off all of the like war marks that oh, he yeah. had put on him uh, on his body, like just to show like the people he's fought, and it's just as you look, it's like oh, he's beaten a lot of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like that. It was a different type of imposing, and it's like it wasn't this big, bad, galactic wizard. <laughs> like, right, yeah. <laughs> but it was just this, like, <laughs> this kind of unknown factor that just showed up and was like, well, I have the birthright. We're going at it right, right. now. <laughs> yeah, yep. I can definitely agree with that, yeah. That's... And also, just back to the portrayal on screen, oh, yeah. Michael B. Jordan, holy Crap. Yeah, absolutely not that one. <laughs> Speaking of which, Creed 3 looks amazing. But <laughs> <laughs> oh I yeah, we're seeing this. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't like two as much, but three was uh, three looks really good. <laughs> yeah. It's just the whole delivery 
yeah. of Killmonger and the story behind him and the fact that it, it was like one of those moments where I was like, okay, they want me to feel sympathetic for the villain and I'm not annoyed because they're trying to force it. That's right. why yeah. I genuinely feel sympathetic for him. Yep. I have to say one of my favorite parts of that movie or one of my favorite lines from his is when he's in the very beginning, when he steals the mask, um, the it's not Wakandan, but it's just like um, just like an African mask or whatever. And he's like, oh, is that Wakandan? He's like, no, I'm just feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, OK, then just chaos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the chaotic bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's another thing that. I was gonna put on my list for that reason was Carnage, but that's, mm. that didn't make my list. But just like that chaos, I, also, like, I feel like <laughs> Carnage is kind of like for me the way I viewed Thanos is like part of the cool story, but not like the best performance. Right? Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So far. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> David, David numero two. dos. <laughs> Herr Ernst Stavro Blofeld. Okay. <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, <laughs> so, Blofeld is um, the main villain of Spectre. Oh, okay. Um, the 007, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Okay. And um, partly because... That's the, is that the Rami or, uh, no, Malik that's, or... That's not Rami Malik. That's Christopher Waltz. Christopher Waltz. That's right. Yes. Okay. Christoph Waltz. Thank you. Christoph Waltz. Waltz. Like, Thank first you. off, just before you go further... Christoph, Christoph Waltz. Waltz is fantastic. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, and, and listen to any any behind the scenes films with him, especially with him as a villain. It, it seems as though he's one of those people where people genuinely enjoy working with him. Mm-hmm. Where it's not this, hang on, who am I getting today? Am I getting the character? Or am I getting the person? Either way, it's bad. It's one of those. <laughs> oh yay! He's okay. Camera's off. He's back to being all cheery. And oh, <laughs> camera's back on. <laughs> where he's this just sudden. Drop of a hat, he's someone else entirely. So, yeah. just from from an ability standpoint, mm-hmm. the actor uh, is phenomenal. Now, for the character, it's n- partly his portrayal. Mm-hmm. But it, to me, what makes him so memorable is mostly the fact of, and this is more, um, actually, this is more of an accolade to um, the writing team behind the, the Bond films in particular, uh, this latest Craig series mm-hmm. um, is if you rewatch them after watching Spectre he's in it throughout and I don't mean him personally but you see just where Spectre has been as an organization has been involved and then that opening monologue where he's just describing very nonchalantly what their evil intentions are, what their plan is, how they're going to maneuver, what the caveat is, what the counter is, what the ruse is, so on and so forth. And then before any of the lights in the room go up, without mis- uh, without pausing, without shifting at all, starts referring to something very different. And you hear it in his, in his intonation, you hear it in just what he's saying, and then, before the lights come on, he calls James out by name, who has been doing everything he can to remain silent and unnoticed. Calls him out by name, and as the lights go on, points him out in the crowd, in the upper gallery. Huh. And it's just that moment of, you've been toying this whole time. Yeah. But then again, back to the writing team. 
the way he is written as a character, and the way he controls that organization. You see him, while he's only been a major part of two films out of the five, mm-hmm. you see him in all five. Yeah, wow. So, for that reason, Blofeld. Yeah. Again, another consistency thing of just like, he may not have been in the movie, but... Yup. He's there. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, to move on to my second one, going to kind of come as a, a weird shock even to myself um, that made the list was uh, Davy Jones from the Pirates of the Caribbean I can see it. Movies. I like that pick, actually. I, yeah, it's, again, it's one of those consistency things where, yeah, he wasn't in the first one, but he made it throughout most of the other ones. Mm-hmm. And, like... He didn't have, I feel like it wasn't even a particular goal in mind, really. It was more just, I need to keep my heart safe. I need to keep. He, he had a job that he was right. having to fulfill the entire time. So even though he may not necessarily have been the one pulling the strings per se, he was the one doing all of the work. Yeah. Pulling the heart strings? Yeah. <laughs> and again, it's another one of those ones where like you can feel for him because it, it was a, mm-hmm. um, sorry, brain just farted. Um, <laughs> it was one of those things where he had a, a reason to be this way. He mm-hmm. was like, I was in love. I got hope, heartbroken. And so I'm just going to leave everything behind. Like, not going to do my job. Yeah. And it just became who he was. And, yeah. and it's another yeah. example of... A temporary win over the hero, too. Right, yeah. It's, it's pretty sick. <laughs> yeah. That's that a really also... good pick, actually. I really like that character. And it's, like... and it's imposing, too. Yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm. Just like his abilities, the way he looks, just like. The ship that, like, you can't even really yeah. sink. Like, right. the power <laughs> he has over that, as well as its crew. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Part of the ship, part of the crew. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um,. But yeah, like pirates in general are, are really cool. But mm-hmm. like you add that extra level of fantasy and it's just like, oh, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. <laughs> and again, another great portrayal of the character. Oh, yeah. Show, I'm trying to remember who uh, what the guy's name is. Bill Nighy, right? Uh, yeah, Bill Nighy. Yeah. So yeah. like like I, I like him in general and he plays a really good villain. But that I think just kind of went over the top for me. It was just yeah. like, oh, yeah. Yep. Perfect. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> no, I, I agree one hundred percent. That's a great choice. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Set in stone. Um <laughs> 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 so my third choice may come as a bit of a surprise to Dan. Okay. Because I don't know that you'll be able to predict this one. It's Richmond Valentine from Kingsman. Okay. Oh the the Samuel L. Jackson's character from the first one. Oh, the billionaire with the phone, this like the sending out those tra- or transmitting those waves, making everyone right, rage. right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, because it's so one. It was the portrayal of the character. It was a very different, very unique villain, mm-hmm. and his goals. It was kind of one of those examples. It's like he genuinely viewed himself as the hero. And yes, he genuinely thought he was doing the best thing he could do for the world and the environment and everything like it wasn't like one of those he's like 
I'm a bad guy. I know I'm a bad guy. I know I'm doing things wrong. It was like, no, I'm doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And I'll do whatever I have to to do the right thing. Yeah. And so it just, it was, and it was also like just the uniqueness of the plan and like the fact that he wasn't really like, he himself wasn't an imposing villain because he wasn't the one like on the front lines doing the fighting. He was very much orchestrating everything behind the scenes and he had his henchmen doing all of the work for him up front. Mm -hmm. And so it was just a different portrayal of it. The way that Samuel L. Jackson portrayed the character, the way that the character was written, the plan, the intentions, the motivation, like... It was just different yeah. and unique, and it's something that really stood out to me. It's like, I remember when The Kingsman first came out on Blu-ray, I genuinely watched that movie three or four times a week for months, because <laughs> I loved that movie so much. And it's just, it's just such a good portrayal yeah. of a villain, and it's a villain that really stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to say, I, I haven't watched those in a while, so like, uh, I had to really think about him in that character. But as you're kind of talking about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's definitely an off the wall one for yeah. wall, uh, off the wall one for you. And for my last two like. picks, I'd, well, if you had known how much I love Kingsman and how many times I've watched it, probably not as big of an off the right, wall pick. Right. When I told that to my old roommate, Justin, he was like, oh, yeah, no, I see it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I knew you loved that movie, yeah. like those movies overall. It was just like. Justin was my roommate when I was watching that movie right. frequently. So he, was, he knows. Where so he's like, I am so sick of that movie. <laughs> Actually, no. He, surprisingly enough, he did never get tired of it. Oh, which, nice. That's credit good. to him. Good roommate. <laughs> good friend. <laughs> But yeah, like I, for both the my third and fourth picks, I tried to like go a little bit of a different direction. Yeah. I miss like still villains that really mean a lot to me and like really stood out, but not your like Marvel Star Wars route. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I will also say that I may have to do one honorable me- mention at the end, just so you know. <laughs> we're, I'm sure we're gonna have a number of like, oh, yes. honorable yeah. mentions when this is over. Oh yeah. David? So number three for me is uh, Anton Chigurh from uh, No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Um, I never saw it, so okay. I don't know much about that one. But Part of it was, I read the book first. Um, it was actually, I, yeah, actually, that was the first uh, McCarthy book I read. Anyway, um, interesting author, very nihilistic, but interesting author and fantastic storyteller. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the character is, in some ways, if you didn't know the author's supposed writing process, you'd almost say that, oh, he just decided to take Two-Face and make him real. Mm. Um, except for the fact that, um, uh, Sugar is very self-motivated. He's not someone where people call him lightly. He is also not someone who's got some grand scheme. It's the fact that he's cold and calculated, but entirely out for himself. Yeah. Um, so as a villain, that has staying power to me. Right, yeah. Where it's that you're unpredictable only because you're controlled entirely by yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And entirely by your, your own whims. Um, There's a lot to be said for a villain like that where you genuinely can't predict what they're going to do or where they're going to go. When they just have free reign to just be like, I'm going to have fun with this and you're not going to like it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is a terrifying concept. Yes. Like there's one scene in particular that stands out. um, And I can't remember the setup of the scene. 
at the moment, but he it, he finds himself in the gas station, and it's just him and the clerk alone, mm-hmm. and he's talking, and they're chatting. the the gas uh, The gas attendant's trying, or the station attendant's just trying to be be, be cordial, be be polite. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it's South Texas, <laughs> of course. Yeah. So he's just Southern hospitality, yeah, <laughs> and not the passive aggressive kind. <laughs> but uh, he's That's Southern passive aggressiveness, not hospitality. <laughs> yes, fair point. Um, Bless your heart. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Did you hear that? You did not do good. <laughs> yep. Oh. Anyway. The. Uh, but the scene. It's business as usual for uh, for the attendant. Mm-hmm. Make small chat. Make people feel at home. And Anton's and. Chigurh's just responding very bluntly, very callously, and then turns around and starts to walk towards the counter. And in that brief moment, you see this uh, this uh, this change in tone and the way that the the attendant is carrying himself, where he realizes, like, I'm in in the eyes of a predator right now, mm-hmm. and I have no control over this situation, even though this is my territory. Right. <laughs> It's like someone who may have the ability to fight in a fight or flight moment was like, no, I want to flee. Yes. <laughs> I want to get out of here. <laughs> but the attendant is doing everything he knows to do to just calmly, okay, just let, let it go by. Just, okay, whatever I'm feeling right now, just, we're done. Yeah. It's okay. Just do what I need to, be done with the conversation, let him go about his day. Mm-hmm. And Chigurh just pulls out this coin. And this is kind of where a lot of people get the whole two-faced thing from him. Yeah. He says, tell you what, you bet. Occasionally. I don't like to, but fine, we'll bet. Heads or tails. Flips. And? Well, what are we betting on? In your life, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just one of those things where you're like, what the crap are you doing? Why? For what end? Out of nowhere, yeah. And the entire intent is just, I wanted the chance to kill him. And it just, it, it's one of those things where it's absolutely blood curdling in its silence. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like a bone chilling yeah. moment. It's just as you're sitting there watching it, it's like that tension that is just like, oh my gosh, what is going to happen right now? Yeah. Like, where you should be hearing that high pitched hum in the, in the background. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Number three, Anton Jigar. All right. Uh, my number three is actually uh, Professor Moriarty from uh, mm. the uh, Sherlock Holmes Game series. of Shadows. Game of Shadows, yep. Which he was technically in the first one too. Yep. But basically only his hand. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it's that same kind of like cold calculating like... This is a game, and I need to be the best at it. Yep. And I, I love that whole, like, them, especially in the, that second one being when they're fighting each other, and you're seeing them both do the same, mm-hmm. like, calculating each other's steps, mm-hmm. and then calculating their next step, and it's just like, oh, and, holy and, cow. <laughs> and can I just say that the, the double speak going on in those moments where it's the internal monologue battling the internal monologue. Right. <laughs> well, while externally you're seeing the scenes where they're both saying the exact same thing without ever mentioning it. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, again, another one where it's not just to the portrayal, not just to the character, but also to the writers. Yeah. And they so. also know that, like, the other one is just thinking th- thinking ahead of them. And it's like, oh, it's yeah. this mental chess game without literally any words or anything being mm-hmm. exchanged. Yeah, and the orchestration of all the stuff that he did in the background throughout the whole movie, and the funny thing about this one is, is that this is the only one that isn't the consistency part for me, because there's there was only two movies, so it was like, and then he wasn't in the first one. He was not the villain in the first yeah. one, so far. Yeah, so there, far. Yeah. Some, yeah, I hope they bring him back in, I, the, in the third. In I a third, hope one. they do a third one. Period. Yeah. I mean Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> as as Sherlock Holmes, he, they hit it out of the park. Yeah, but well, now, like, that, now that he's not Iron Man, here's more time for him. Exactly. Yeah, be Holmes. <laughs> I mean, I still wished that they'd have done that one scene or that one line at each other in in uh, Endgame, but because <laughs> they were both Sherlock. But anyway, uh, I can't say it here. Uh, <laughs> that would have been really funny. That would have been great. <laughs> no sugar, Sherlock. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no Moriarty. I think definitely is a is one of those villains that is very classic, very, um, very memorable, and just I think he has that that class to him that just. A little bit above the rest, kind of thing. So, yep, it's another good pick. Thank you. <laughs> you guys are doing good picks, by the two. By the way, too. <laughs> Thank you. Granted, I don't know the two that you did. <laughs> okay, <but>. fine. <laughs> <laughs> but still, good picks though, because you explained them. So, yeah, we're good. So my final pick. I don't. Neither of you are going to see this one coming. I think, and so I'm interested to see your live reactions of this. Captain Hook from Hook. Oh, jeez. Oh, nice. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. One of Hoffman's <laughs> iconic roles. It's such <laughs> just, it was such a great portrayal, a huge part of my yeah. childhood. Grew up watching that movie. Oh, and just man. the way that he portrayed it, the way that the character was, it was another one of those characters is like, I don't really feel like he's the bad guy per se. It's just like he is doing some questionable things. Like, Kidnapping, that's definitively bad, period. (laughs) But wanting to have, like, that one last big moment with his lifelong rival, I get it. Yeah. Like, that was someone that was such a big part of his life that just left his life out of nowhere. It's like, just leaves you sitting there like, well, what do I do? Who am I without that person? It's kind of that Batman-Joker comparison. It's like, they... One does not exist without the other. Like, yep. Or the the uh, Metro Man Mega Mind thing. Yeah. It's like I defeated him. There's such a like, just everything about Captain Hook and how iconic of a character it is. And as you pointed out earlier, it's a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> What's not to like? <laughs> and just that back and forth between Dustin Hoffman and Robin Williams. Yeah. And just their the clear chemistry in that movie, like. It's just such an iconic, nostalgic character for me. And so as I was, like, looking through the list, I got through Richmond Valentine, and then I was just sitting there, I was like, man, who's number four for me? And I was just looking through my movies, and as soon as I looked at Hook, I was like, oh, that's it. Yeah. That's it. I have to do that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I can't believe I didn't think of it, because that's such a great movie. (laughs) I I legit just walked up to the case of all of my movies and just started looking at them one by one. I was like, no, 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 no. There it is! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
yeah, I gotta confess, for number four, it was a very similar situation where I'm racking my brain on it. I'm like, ah, crap. Uh, partly because, Caleb, thank you, you were a saint for putting up with me on this one. Because I, I could not <laughs> keep it in my head that we were doing Mount Rushmore of movie villains. Yeah, it was funny. We were in the middle of a conversation where we're talking about it being movie villains. He's like, all right, I gotta remove one of my characters and trade it out. Then he's like, all right, I'll choose this person from Gotham. I'm like, was there a movie of that? He was like, no, it was a TV show. I was like, David, we are just talking about movies. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally in this conversation, not like a big gap, like minutes ago. <laughs> like, ah, crap. So, my favorite similar. part about that, though, is your response was, okay, I need to rework too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not my best moment. <laughs> not your worst either, I'm sure. Definitely not my worst either. <laughs> oh. <laughs> number four. What is it? Yeah, so number four, a little bit of lead up, and this is kind of teasing the honorable mentions too. I was debating uh, Joker, but I didn't want people to get confused thinking I was giving an accolade out singing to Jared Leto. Um, and I figured, no, one of you two is going to have Joker, more than likely. There's a high probability of it. Um, I know, Marvel, not DC, whatever. (laughs) It's kind of funny because I think there's a few characters we all left off the list thinking someone else was going to pick it. (laughs) Honestly, for me, it actually wasn't that. It was, I was racking my brain for hours today and I've just finished, like, a half an hour before we started recor- recording. So like, nice. So like, <laughs> so Joker is actually on my honorable mentions one. Okay. Got it. Even though I think he sh- probably should have been on my list. <laughs> it's arguable that he should have been on all of them. Right. <laughs> the Heath Ledger version. Yes. The Heath the Ledger, Ledger version. Yes. yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And or Mark Hamill. <laughs> but that's TV show. That's TV, not movie. I was going to say, as far as movies... Heath Ledger, Joaquin Phoenix. Yep. Both were like these incredible portrayals. I yeah. Heath Ledger stands out to me more. Perfectly. Yeah, agreed. Personally, yes. Me too. Yes. Wholeheartedly agreed. Anyway, my number four. Yes. And it came kind of out of the blue for me as well, just because as I'm thinking of villains, I just couldn't shake this character from my mind okay. at all. Van, uh, Dame Vako from uh, Chronicles of Riddick. Oh. Ooh. Okay. Huh. And again, part of its portrayal, Fanny Newton did a fantastic job with the character. But again, this is a character who, she actually does have a very lofty goal. You know you're not supposed to be cheering for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the way she states things, and this is part of what betrays why she's a villain as well, um, the way she states her goals, it's always for someone else's good. Mm-hmm. It's always for the good of ne- of necromorph kind. It's it's the for the be- it's the best for you. The greats are good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wicked is good. Yeah, uh. basically, exactly. <laughs> but just with how poignantly Machiavellian she can be, mm. where it's she's she's convincing people. No, no, no. Th- this is the right course of action. Mm. You yeah. need to do this. And even up to that point, granted, cringy scream at the end where she realizes she's been had. Mm-hmm. Right? All of her plans have fallen apart because one person put together one 
little detail that she did not think people could put together. Mm -hmm. Even to that moment, it's like, oh my gosh, you thought you were in control the whole time. Where you're just wondering, like, how full of yourself can you be? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think the answer is very. (laughs) 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 But, um, yeah, she's... She's honestly, she's she's less of a super villain and more of just a political villain, which in some regards makes her worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Dame Vaco is not my number four. Dang. Vaco. That is a bit of a left field pick, but I like it. Yeah. It's kind of like my Captain Hook. I would not have guessed that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. I like it. That's cool. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping my last one is... A little out of left field as well. But I think once I say it, you guys will be like, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's one that we may not necessarily <laughs> predict, but once it's said, we're like, oh, yeah, I see it. Yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I will preface this by saying I did almost have Voldemort on here. <laughs> also an honorable mention. <laughs> right. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But I instead went with this one because it's, I feel like, just even worse. Professor Umbridge. I was thinking, <laughs> yep. I was thinking that as soon as, you said, as soon as you said, I was like, oh, it's Umbridge. For yep. sure. <laughs> She's one of those ones that she was only in, what, two out of the the eight movies? Or seven, seven, seven movies? She's Sorry. Technically, in three. Is it? There's okay, a only three. between her villainy and Voldemort's. It's like, we know Vord- Voldemort is bad. Oh, yeah. But we're he's not the Dark Lord. Of course he's bad. Actively, like, hating his character, whereas her is like, I hate her. Get her off my screen. Right. Why is she here? <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of... Yeah, oh my gosh. Her consistent pink outfits are burning my retinas. Please, <laughs> save me. <laughs> the pink outfits, the room that she redid oh, God, with all the cat mm, plates. Her personality. Her personality, the little laugh that she's got. <laughs> just the... The, oh. the punishments that the, she... Oh, oh my gosh, oh, the God. punishments are... Terrible. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the dichotomy between her person, her portrayal of herself, and the, and the punishments. Where it's like, yeah. hang on, which one's really you here? Right. <laughs> yeah. And I think the again the portrayal of the the character was very well done. Mm-hmm. I don't know Absolutely. much about the the book version, but like shame. <laughs> I have the books now. I'm gonna read them. Good. But <laughs> and you have an even better reason to read them now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, so it's just like all of that put into one character is like, I love to hate you. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> just one of those villains you actively root against. Yes. yes. <laughs> and when she gets carried off by the centaurs, it's just like, oh! <laughs> yeah, there's not many moments that like are as satisfying as just seeing her just get her justice. Get hers. Out. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So yeah, that that's my number four. <laughs> nice. Thought that one was pretty good. <laughs> that yes, yes, that's good. I agree. Which is funny because she was one of my honorable mentions as well. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice, nice. So I did something that I did not tell you guys I was gonna do because I always like to get uh, live reactions, uh, and I reached out to a few friends to get their Mount Rushmore. Picks. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. So I figured I'd go over those since we're gonna go over into some of the honorable mentions as well. And some of the honorable mentions are on here. But, yeah, I figured I'd throw these out there just to get some live reactions from you, you guys to see. Okay, cool. So, of course, Joker and Umbridge, both there. And it is specifically <laughs> Heath Ledger. Um, Wait, uh, who? Heath Ledger, Joker. Who said those? Uh, so, Umbridge was anybody, from a friend from church. 
Okay. Joker was a friend from work and Justin, my roommate, old roommate. Okay. <laughs> and Thanos was the friend from work as well. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. <laughs> this first one, I don't know if David will have seen this one, but I know you have. And so I'm curious. I want to see your reaction. Okay. She picked Principal Trunchbull from Matilda. Oh, my oh. gosh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh! Did you guys watch the new one by any chance? No. They made a new one. They made a new one. It's actually pretty good. What's it on? Uh, oh shoot! Is it? Um, I want to say it's Netflix, but I can't remember. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Emma Thompson. Oh. Plays Trunchbull. That's. Oh. But she's all made up. I can see her doing doing that really well. Yeah. Okay. Just just think, Nanny McPhee meets um. Oh, what was the other one she did? Nurse Ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Never mind. I know the name. I just can't think of what it's from. One but... flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. But yeah, that's so, so good. That was the first one. That she, the only two that she gave me was Trunchbull and Umbridge, and she did say she will be giving me the rest of her list once she thinks. Okay. Then the friend from work gave me Joker and Thanos, which I just mentioned. And then the next one he said was Freddy Krueger. Okay. I could see it. And it was, his reasoning was it's one of those villains that you can never truly get away from. Mm. He's always there. And he built not only a franchise, but he built, he made that studio. Yeah. Because of how key and integral a villain he was. Yeah. The next, I never saw yeah. those, so I I probably would have put some of those on there, like right. like the um, Penny Pennyworth and Pennywise. Penny, Pennywise. Sorry, not Pennyworth. Pennyworth of Batman. <laughs> I know, I know. I have to like <laughs> make this reference real quick because the friend from church that gave me the first two I mentioned, she can't watch horror movies without a worth a worry of passing out, and so whenever she watched it. She just kept saying Pennywise every time it popped up. I just have to get through the scene, so I had to throw that out there real quick. Sorry, friends. <laughs> uh, Perfect. And then the friend from work, his final pick was Palpatine, mm. because and it was similar to what I said with Vader is that he actually won, and while he wasn't physically on screen for a lot of time, he is still that overarching villain throughout really all nine movies. Yeah, yeah. He's always there. He's always that that problem yep the looming presence the yeah exactly and the last three that justin gave me the first one was scar from lion king so of course that was one of my great one that was the one that was on my list oh and then i took it off to put uh one of the um the the harry potter ones Uh, (laughs) and then i changed that one to a different one scar is a great one so it's like it definitely an honorable mention there that and also jeremy irons yes of course yeah and then he had Hans Gruber from Die Hard. Ooh, okay. yep. yeah. It's like that's one of those. It's like I almost thought that was going to be one of yours, David. Really? Yeah. And it, so he <laughs> loves that villain because he loves that moment where Hans and McLean are sitting there talking to each other, and they're both kind of playing that game, like feeling each other out. And it's like one of those sit down discussions where it's like, as the audience, we know what's going on, but it's kind of that tension. It's like because you don't really see the hero and the villain sit down and just have a conversation like that. Mm-hmm. That's not a common thing that we see so that was something that really stood out to him and he also loves die hard so that's like a huge thing for him i know you are gonna appreciate this last one all right 
Hans Lando from Inglorious Bastards. Oh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> <laughs> that's another Christoph Waltz. Yep. Chef's kiss. Nice. <laughs> <Yes>. Nice. <laughs> So yeah, I wanted to get the live reactions of those. Did not tell you I was going to reach out to the yeah, friends. Yeah, that's awesome. This, so. Thanks, guys, for answering yes. those. That's awesome. And there is so much subtext in in that entry scene where you see him in the, in the milk farm. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> yes. All of those villains, just fantastic villains. All of who were like key parts of the franchises and the movies that they were in. Yeah. By the way, that's my son. <laughs> <laughs> Crying in the background. <laughs> so those were the friend submissions yeah. uh and again thank you friends for giving me those ideas and i'll continue to do that with this because we are hoping to make this an ongoing series with yep. other categories but yeah i had to reach out to a few friends and do it live and surprise you guys <laughs> oh yeah that was <laughs> awesome. good awesome uh, i may have to do that on the next one with uh like my my family or something a couple of friends because i think i think my brother would definitely have some some good ones mm-hmm. um but yeah cool nice so other honorable mentions? Yes. For me, uh, it's going to be uh, the Man in Black from uh, from Westworld. That's a TV show, isn't it? It's a movie. Uh, Westworld was a movie? It was a movie. I did not know. Back that. in the 60s? Early 70s? Oh, okay. Nope. I never saw it. Yep. So Man in Black from the original is one of those that's... He, he's one of the ones where... This one's defendably based on portrayal. Mm-hmm. Story-wise, eh, okay, it's kind of kind of cheesy, ham-fisted, all right, whatever. But the portrayal of this very aware robotic being, mm-hmm. that's what get, gets me on that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, some of my, my honorable mentions were already mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like Joker, Scar, um... Voldemort stuff like that um I was just trying to think of one uh a minute ago uh the one from Dracula Untold I believe there was uh I don't remember enough of that one I I forget who it was but that was a pretty decent one um apparently not memorable enough sorry (laughs) but yeah no an honorable mention for me had to be Jafar and oh, I almost yes. had Jafar yeah. on my list because Aladdin's my personal favorite Disney movie. It always has been. And just, even Gaston would be a good Gaston one too. Is, oh my gosh. Gaston would all the stinking I, Disney yeah. movies. Yeah. I feel like Gaston was more blithering oath for most of it that turned into a villain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas That's... Jafar was just definitively a bad guy the entire time. Yeah. And it was also just the fact that it's like in the end, he was winning. He was going to win that. And it was a literal do us, do us, yeah. He just his own hubris got him, and in the end, he just got too cocky, yep. And that was the downfall, yep, yep. Pretty cool. I love that one, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, unless anybody has any more, uh, I think we'll close out our episode for today. Um, and if you guys are listening and love what you're listening to keep on listening and we'll catch you next time love you guys and good day good night whatever you're (laughs) listening to